Welcome back, Mountaineer Nation. Can we wake up from this nightmare that occurred on Saturday night when the Jayhawks put up double nickels on Neil Brown and the boys? They'll have a week to get ready for the trip to Blacksburg. And now is not the time to panic, although it may seem like it. Now's the time to try and survive, to scratch, claw, bite for every inch to get back to two and two a week from now. So you guys know what to do. It's in the morning. Grab that coffee fill stuff. It's in the evening. Grab the drink and come on back. Because we're talking all things Mountaineer football. And we're going to dig out of this hole together. Let's go. Let's talk about this again. Not not really. Not uh, no. I'm, I'm going to say one more thing. Yeah. After the game and here still on a Wednesday evening, Wednesday night now, I'm like just not very excited to go to Morgantown for Towson. I'm just not. I've never felt buddy, like that in my life. Buddy, sometimes unplugging is the best thing to do. Seriously. And I say this as being a, a baseball guy who sits there and watches sometimes. It's like you lose like three in a row. And it's like, all right, time out. Take it, take take a week off. Still watch it at home, but you can flip around other stuff. Like well, I've got the season. Might be tickets. healthy. I know, but somebody will buy those bad boys. I've already I've already told the guys I tailgate with I'll be there. It'll be the last home game I get to go to till go to till Baylor, I guess. That's the same as everybody, buddy. I know, but I can unplug <laughs> after that, I suppose. And by God, if we don't get a win on Saturday, then I won't be plugged in at all. <laughs> Okay, I feel you. I feel you. I feel you on that. Shoot, dude, my Baylor trip's getting a little more sketchy. Why I mean, that? Dude, well, I mean, if we're, if we're sitting there at two and three, middle of the week, and my job's the way it is right now, hmm, huh. I might not be trying to dip out of there early on a Thursday night to go watch us play like dog shit. That's a fair... You know what, though? But we're we're not, though, guys. We're not. Uh, um, we are better than what we've done to this point in time. There's no question I'm just confused. I'm so confused. I, I agree with you, but then I keep hearing the Bill Parcells quote, you are what your record says you are. That's a fair point. Yeah. Well, that is. I mean, yeah, but that's a little more true in the NFL than college, CJ. We all know that. Yeah, probably. Schedules but I mean, are not made equally in college football. No, no, I mean, they're not, but at the same time, you're, you know. Hey, it, hey, but you also play the schedule tough. that you have to play. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, yeah, I mean, it is what it is, and I agree. I, I We're definitely better than 0-2, but at the end of the day, we still are 0-2. Hey, but here's the thing, right? And we're kind of in this mode. We got to survive. We got to dig. We got to scratch. We got to claw like the famous Any Given Sunday speech, right? Do anything for that inch. Well, that's what we got to do. If we do it against Townsend, and then we come out against Virginia Tech and get a big win there. Granted, they might not be very good, but at least it gives you some confidence. And then you play Texas. And each week you have a new team. Texas will not play as good as they played Saturday the rest of the season. Mark that down right now. I could probably get behind that thought. I don't think it'll happen. I don't. Everyone's talked about them playing great football. Well, now yours is hurt. Now you can key in on, on Robinson. And I don't know. Like, let's let's see what happens with Texas. I'm going to yeah, be very interested to see what happens with them. The let, rest let's of see the what happens with Texas. And then I also think that speaks to how good's I, I, Baylor, too. I mean, you, you have chances to get dubs here now. Let's, let's, 
you get do. back to work, you know, you, and they say you, it's been business like, so let's let's do that. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. And I, and I think there's some questions too. I think maybe Saban ran into a little bit at Alabama. You can't just keep replacing that kind of talent and play at that level every year where you're just blowing blowing people away. You talking about Bama right now? Well, I mean, I'm just saying, like, I know people are putting a lot of stock into what Texas did there, but oh, I mean, you. Okay. Let's, you know, let, let's, you know, it, it's one week. You got up for a big game at home. Let's, let's see where, let's see that consistency. Right. I think That's, we can, let's put it this way. If I'm not mistaken, in the Texas schedule, the way that works, we're a bit of a sandwich game for them. Um, they play Oklahoma, I believe, the week after us. You gonna tell me they're gonna be ready for us? I, I don't know. And then Texas Tech on the road, a Big Twelve opener of the season. I think we're in a perfect spot to come there and sneak around on them um, if we've got our stuff back together. I could see it, could see it. And then you get Baylor, and like, man, things could get back if you if we're three and three after the Baylor game. How how are you feeling? Better. Does Neil Brown have to lose his job? I listen. When I made that comment earlier about not being sure that he's going to be there this year if he can't, you know, do something to right the ship, I'm saying I don't personally believe that he will be. Like if they go below 500, I don't personally believe he can salvage anything out of that. Not to say that I wouldn't like, be fine to keep him, just because I think if you let him have another year, he could possibly pull this out if he can maintain the roster he has but I just don't see it yeah well I mean here's the thing I I I think you have to be careful and I think you have to give West Virginia's history with coaches a a, a look you're you're talking about a a fan base that ran Bobby Bowden out and we all know what he ended up becoming but I I heard this too and I couldn't believe it so I went back and looked but you know Frank Scudetti Sr. who you know, passed away Saturday. Like they let him go, and you look at the roster. Nealon had his first year. Oliver Luck, Robert Alexander, Daryl Tout. Like he, like if he'd have gotten one more year, who knows what he could have done? Like, so I think you also have to, in in a world that you don't have a ton of patience, let's let's have a little. I don't, I don't disagree with that concept at all i think that I, I, coaches I, I, get fired I, way too quickly nowadays and it's i don't even think it's a question they do and apparently from what i've heard some of the the top donors have already put together a wish list well that doesn't surprise me at all because most what of the people that are in that money who, what might surprise you is who's at the top of that well, it's, it's your boy you freeze supposedly yeah, according to some yeah, of the media wow yeah it's supposedly hugh but i'm telling That's... you right now he's not leaving liberty anytime soon uh, I will say this, and I don't mean to say this in the wrong way, CJ. I know you love your flames. If they came calling, he'd be on the first flight to Morgantown. I don't know. I don't want. Uh, I don't think there's any question. I'm, I'm good. Uh, I, I'm telling you but, how much he loves Lynchburg and loves that school. I, I, I it, it would have to be the perfect storm for him. Here, here's, here's the reality of it. No, Brown's not going anywhere, fellas. No, I don't think he is either. He's and not. And, and I don't think not, has anything to do with it because here's the reality. $16 million. Well, but here's the reality. If you pull the plug and start over again, then you put yourself in this cycle where you've got another four to five years before it's probably even back it's, to this. It's what they see you see in the pros all the time, right? 
They Correct. some of these some of these franchises start over every two and a half, three yep. years, it seems like. And it's like, why are you doing that? You can't get anywhere. You were terrible to start. Sometimes it takes some time to well, get where also, you gotta go, right? And here's the thing about that. Like, why are we gonna do that now? He's finally I mean, we supposedly have this great quarterback in Nico Markiel here next year. We've been recruiting pretty well. We were young on the defensive side of the ball. We will get better. This offense is too good for us not to win games. Well, let's just settle down real quick. Well, and what's the other? And here's the thing: what's the coaching search a going to look like? Because you're going to be. CJ, you know what? Time out. I do not want to talk about the coaching search. Well, no, no, not, have, not, that's not, not what we're doing today. We're no, not no, doing not that talking, because it's I'm not a press talking. conference. Like this isn't we're we are coming to a kumbaya moment where we're well, going to move forward with Neil. We're not we're not going to be one of those types of shows. Correct. No, right? no, 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 right? no, no. I'm not. I'm just no, laying no. down the law. Okay, and I understand that, but I'm not talking names. What I'm saying is, is the resume, you're going to want previous head coaching experience. You know, everything Neil checked, right? Previous head coaching experience was competitive at a power five or really good at a power. Like the, the resume is going to look exactly the same. So why kick a guy that had that resume to the curb to go find another one? And it's here's stupid. another thing that people may not, well, I know they won't want to consider or even try and hear in this fan base, what are the realistic expectations for West Virginia football? I don't think it's 2007 West Virginia. I just don't. That's not a consistent reality you hey, can experience. That's- hey, Zach, let me ask you this. Is is it is it fair to say my expectations for West Virginia football is to be consistently an eight to nine win program that is on the verge of, of always being in the top 25. And occasionally some years you catch lightning in a bottle and you're really good. And you're going to consi- have some down years here and there. I think that's – I mean, I would say you can be in the top 20 probably three out of every five years. I could see two to three times out of every five years, sure. I think yeah, that's yeah. realistic. I, I think over a 10-year span, you could see yourself being ranked five to six times in the top 20. I would like to think that was the case. I'd like to think, think that you could compete think for the conference every, you know, four or five years maybe. Hey, Zach, and there are years when you're top 20 when you're not necessarily competing for the conference. You're just – you're better than the middle of the conference, which I think is what we would like to think we could aspire to all the time in a Power 5 league. Like, you think about what we did in the Big East, even when we weren't, when we weren't winning it, when it was really good. That's still where we were at. You're going to have down years. And right. Neil had one. Really, uh, one bad one. I mean, I don't think last year you can say it was a down, down year. We're still trying to build the thing, right? And the first year, what he was handed from Dana was trash. So we're definitely in a down cycle right now. But let's just see what happens the rest of the season. I, well, I, and and I agree with you, and I think there needs to be a little bit of a reset because that you know eight win, nine win things ultimately really what got Stewart in trouble because of what we were on the precipice of. But I think the other thing is, and I think what's scaring some of the fan base is you look at the inconsistency of the changing of the landscape in college football with conferences. You want to make sure you're relevant. And I think people are scared out of their brain right now that somehow we're going to be left out of the conversation. And honestly, if you change, if there's a changing at the guard as quickly as these things are going to happen, you don't really want to have to rebuild again. Exactly. Right. exactly. It's going to leave right. you out in the yeah. cold more more certainly, I think. And I want to make one more comment on what I had already said. You know, Alabama's, Georgia's, Clemson's, those calibers of schools, those are 
just those. Those those are the cream of the crop, uncommon situations. Most schools are more so like West Virginia, who have cyclical success. It takes time to, you know, get to the point where you're like truly competitive. But I think West Virginia can be a school that can be, you know, like you said, it's some type of frequency on some frequency be competitive at a high level and that's that's reasonable i feel like so that's, that's all what, you can that's ask what for. you want to expect because then you never know what might happen you might really catch lightning in a bottle like pat white like you know sort of how clemson really became this national brand because of deshaun watson right and then they got another guy because of trevor lawrence like is clemson really on that level program wise eh, i'm still that's de- still debatable Absolutely. Considering they're where they were before Debo, I think that's definitely worth questioning. Yeah. Because like they're they're in a run right it, now. It could happen. Right? But I think that but that it also shows happen. that also shows the patience of the athletic department in allowing Dabo to build that. For oh, sure. I, I think you have to be able to let a guy build. I mean, let's his success came and, a little quicker though. And call it for what it is. Like you had Don Nealon forever. Don Nealon was great for West Virginia football. There's no question about that. I mean, he's he is Dandy Don for a reason, right? I mean, and then now, granted, what you did with Bowden, lot that's a long time ago. Like Stu, that situation was just different from the get. Rich left you, so I mean, we, let's let's see how patient the administration is as opposed to the fan base. I think that's a huge difference too. And sometimes you can't allow this fever that people get into to uh, affect your decisions. I didn't necessarily love Shane Lyons' comments this week um, that he that he made regarding the program. I think he should have waited, quite honestly. Bad things happen, and Saturday was just a weird day in college football. I mean, let's be quite honest. Three Fun Belt teams were double-digit dogs in one in historic venues. College football is just weird, and it was a weird night in Morgantown. I mean, the it, rain – the night game, first one in a long time, but not truly night game. You weren't ready to play off the hangover. It happens. Let's see what happens the rest of the season. Do we learn again from this one? We were ready to play against Pitt. We just made an error at the most crucial time against a good team. This week, it was not being prepared. Maybe you learn that lesson now. Maybe we'll be better as we keep moving forward. Well, and I think that's really kind of what shame. And I think there's a lot of read between the lines with him. And I think a lot of it is you're getting paid that kind of money. You are the AD. You can't just kind of sit back and not say anything. Um, and I think there's some reading between the lines. And I think what he's looking for is, is okay, where are we at the end of the year in, in the process and in the building? Are we getting better or are we getting down? Is it, are we still trusting the climb or are we fearing the decline? So like, I, if, I think that's kind of where it's at right now. And if you're Shane, you're ultimately getting paid the big bucks to make those kind of decisions. So let's say you, let's say we off this 0-2 start, find ourselves into a bowl game and it's a six and six record. How are you feeling about that, Zach? Uh, I would think that that's probably considering the start enough to keep him around for another year and considering the buyout I think that I could live with that especially depending on who you end up beating to get to that six win mark yep because if you beat say Texas Texas Tech especially Texas Tech I can't wait to beat those MFers you beat somebody good right beat somebody like you know Kansas State looks like they could be solid if you beat them again like 
you're going to end up having gone six and four to finish the season. And at least that's something that makes you be like, okay, it didn't get out of his, it didn't get out of control. Yeah. He was able to reel it back in. Yeah. Like I feel like he's able to stabilize it. Like you can't look at it from the perspective of it it just being six and six because coming into the year, you know, somebody told us we were going to be six and six. We'd be like, well, that seems disappointing. But if you think about being six and six after starting over two, it's not quite the same. Right. And then you never know. You might, you could maybe win your matchup in the bowl. You're feeling good about that. You never, like, I don't love it, but I can live with it. And, and I can live with him for another year. Right. Now, if he doesn't make a bowl, how are we, are, is he gone? No, if he, if he does not go six and four these next 10 games, he's, he's, I mean, if he's back, he has the hottest seat in America, correct? Probably. And it's kind of funny how much weight is placed on a seemingly insignificant Christmas week bowl game. Like, in the grand scheme of things, those bowls, you know, in a vacuum don't really matter a whole lot, but they can they can matter a lot for a guy's job. It really does. Yeah. Well, and, and bowls are about matchups, too, and I think that that plays into it. I, well, it doesn't matter if you win or lose the bowl. It's that you got those practices and got right. to be there pretty okay. much. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I would say if – if you don't, he comes back. If he's not the in the hottest coaching seat in America, it's second. Wow, Scott Frost is gone. Uh, Marcus Freeman at Notre Dame. Fair. Uh, see, hold on, fellas. He dude, he's zero and three. He's the first Irish coach to start zero and three in like fifty plus years. Oh, I know that. I'm just saying, like, you paid Marshall one point two million dollars for South Bend and kicked your ass. I heard a ton. <laughs> about Marcus Freeman this weekend, fellas. I'll tell you that. Um, but like, I, I, I like the guy as a human being, but it, 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 it's not looking pretty right now. No, you, hey. you, think, you think the fan base and the donors at West Virginia are bad. Jesus. But, but, CJ, that's the thing. Let's just bring, let's bring that back real quick, right? Notre Dame's 0-2. And, and that team was a top-10 team just last year. Brian Kelly had them in the playoff mix. So, like, it happens. It's a small – let's just see what happens as we move forward into October. Now, if we're sitting here and we're three and six, okay. It's time to really look in the mirror, right? Right. Four and, give four us some and, time. Four and five. like Because the administration is going to give it time. They're happens, not going to pull the trigger tomorrow. This happened fast, real fast. You know, and they're not – exactly, they're not going to pull the trigger tomorrow. But you've got a chance now in the next nine days – to turn it around real quick and to give yourself a chance. Now, if, if we're somehow sitting out of this thing one and three, okay. If you lose the tech, it'll be a whole other story. But if you find a way to get to two and two, okay. Zach, another thing real quick, both of you guys on this. Is the defense, can it be, can it be fixed to some extent? It looked pretty good against Pitt at times. I know Saturday was awful. You think Saturday was just a one-off? Or a thing of things to come. Well, I'm glad you asked that question because I have a couple comments. One, you're not going to find anything out this circum or this substantial on Saturday against Towson, unless <laughs> Towson goes out and just torches you, which then will obviously tell you what you don't want to know, what you don't ne- want to hear. Neil Brown will put his house up for sale if they lose to Towson, even if they were to like come close. I think that it would be. A legitimate problem, but again, 
in all likelihood, coming off what just happened, that's not a reality a, in my opinion. A win is a win Saturday, Zach, regardless. I don't agree, but it won't threaten his job if they win by three. In the grand awesome. scheme of things, oh, the narrative of it's bad. But right. Like the, right now the goal is to be sitting here two weeks from now at two and two. Agreed. Next comment. The availability of Charles Woods once things start getting hot, getting hot again against Tech and Baylor and so on, or Tech and Texas and Baylor and so on, will be critical because I truly believe that that guy holds the key to the success of this defense because if you can't play the style of man defense that they were trying to play coming in when Charles Woods was healthy and it looked like they were going to have guys that they could have back there run that defense, you know, if he's out like he has been, it's shown what can happen. But having him out there and you've got Ajayi having to step up as a number one corner and that probably isn't his spot. McCormick coming up to number two corner, probably not his spot. You got a guy in Woods who's a bona fide all Big 12 cornerback who's a seemingly legitimate dude. He comes back against hopefully Virginia Tech or even Texas. Maybe things get a little better. And I'm also curious to see what which young guys that Brown decides to play in the secondary in particular because he made a comment the other day that these young guys who have been studs have earned their right to play, and obviously some of these guys that have been playing have earned their right to not play. So I'm interested to see how a guy like maybe Jacoby Spells goes out and plays a corner. You know, he's got the pedigree. He's got all the talent. If he can go out there and, as a true freshman, you know, show that he's a contributor, that'd be humongous for this defense. Yeah, and I, and I do think there is – it is fixable and I'll go to the, you know, the other Mountaineers, the, the, the Boone, North Carolina variety. You give up 61 to North Carolina and you look absolutely pathetic on defense and you go to Texas A&M and you stifle Texas A&M and their 156 five-star recruits. So I, I think there is some 156. I, I think you can, find ways to fix it now woods is a big key of that and some of it is these guys have just got to get better in a hurry and and learn quickly like you're you know trial by fire so i i think there is some hope in that um but i think there is also some real fear that this is 2013 all over again where guys are just going to be running wide the hell open but even if even if Pitt offensively isn't you know supremely good, which I don't think they are. I think they're at least respectable. Even well, if at that, the defense that we saw against them is nowhere close to the defense we saw against Kansas. So what's what's agreed, the deal? Zach, agreed. What's the deal? I, what I, happened? You can you can say that the preparation leading up to Pitt, all that time you had to prepare for them, you know, the the magnitude of the game, the moment playing pit in that environment first game of the season they obviously were up for it not the case against kansas that plays a factor it's going to really come to show itself over the next few weeks what this defense is and what they can be and let's see what happens let's see how it plays out see what happens in blacksburg yeah or maybe better off in austin yeah and i think you know blaine i think you brought up a good point too with you know 
with, with Jalen Daniels, his mobility, I think really gives you issues and fits and it's not, they didn't see a ton of that last year, right? Like his mobility, they wanted really him to be more of an actual thrower of the ball than a runner. And they kind of pivoted on that this year where they really were getting him out in space and letting his athletic ability be on display. And I, I don't know how much of that more you're going to see this year. Um, so I think that plays into it a little bit. Um, but I mean, if, if we're not going to get any pressure, that, that poor secondary is going to get picked on a bunch until those guys really kind of figure until the light bulb comes on. You know, it's interesting, CJ. I'm looking here and I'm thinking about the rest of the schedule in terms of quarterback play. And perhaps Texas Tech, if, if, if Shuck is back. But that's about it in terms of mobility like Daniels had. So that's a positive for us. Yeah, I mean, because the kid Baylor's got, a, you know, he's a little athletic, but he's Shaping's not. nowhere on Daniels' level, though. Exactly. That's what that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know if you're going to see that again. Um, Oklahoma doesn't have – that's not Oklahoma anymore. Um, well, I mean, what about Duggan? I mean, he can he can get around. Yeah, but yeah, I don't, but think I don't know if you fear, I, But I don't know if you fear his arm. I don't know. Zach, it's weird for me with ball. Duggan, man. Duggan, Duggan can chuck it, man. He didn't even start that game against Colorado. I know, but he came in and their offense lit on fire. Well, we'll see. And they scored 31 in the second half of their 38, and now it's the half just, he played. I guess just what I've seen of him, it's just not somebody I tr- trust, trust. Regardless. Yeah, like, and it's and it's still Colorado we're talking about. Like, all due respect to the Buffaloes. Yeah, they're pretty bad. I mean, Josh Chandler Samito trying to solidify that defense. We could use him right now, though. Um, fellas, I, I wanted to get into this part of it, too, Zach. I was not there in attendance um, on Saturday. I wanted to get a vibe of the crowd, buddy. From what I could see, it was just a weird environment. Can you describe it a little bit for the people that weren't uh, in the seats and were forced to kind of – Listen to the ESPN Plus crew, which was uh, what I've also heard less than stellar. Yeah. It's a bad feel, bad vibe, right? Like the whole way around. Yeah. It was just one of the, like you said, it was a weird day of college football. And that game against Kansas really fell into that. It it just was weird. Like I could kind of feel the way it was going at halftime. You know, it was way closer than it should have been. I mean, Kansas got it to – 28 to 21 and a half and it just had that feel like I remember seeing that score update Zach and it was like oh boy and you could see the rain was coming and it's just like this has the feel of one of those weird weird games and like you hope that's not the case and you hope that that doesn't play out that way but that feeling ended up being one that came to fruition and like the crowd you know it was said that there was 52,000 I'd say that's probably accurate just from the look of it the crowd was pretty engaged for the most part but when we went down 11 in the fourth quarter and then muffed that punt the rain was coming down people had just had enough I mean it was like when are we finally going to get this thing going when are we going to finally you know say enough's enough and put our foot on their throat and be like hey you're Kansas we're West Virginia this isn't happening and that just never happened and when Reese Smith muffed that punt after we finally got a defensive stop 
people were just done. And I get it. I mean, I understand being ejected in that moment because I certainly was. Right. I don't, I don't believe in leaving a game under any circumstance. That's just me. But I mean, people were falling out of there all over. And unfortunately for them, they missed what was almost an absolutely awesome comeback. Unfortunately, it didn't play out that way. But when we got the two-point conversion at the end of regulation, that place went absurdly crazy. And it was fun for a minute. And then it wasn't anymore. How many people were there when that happened? I would say maybe half capacity, probably 30-ish. 30, 35 plus maybe? Maybe about that. Maybe Party souls. I like it. Yeah. yeah. The and ones that were actually there to so, cheer more instead of just being there to, you know, CSB Kansas's ass. We actually wanted to be there. Hey, question. Um, So we had a – there's a muff punt and an 11-point lead – against you and you still somehow got it to overtime resiliency at least yeah like that, that it's sort of it it, it, it is, makes it, you think maybe this team still like they've got guts but do they have any talent i think we do i think it's just a sit i think it's just a it's just a terrible start it it, it is it's the worst start. it's the, it's the nightmare start it couldn't be any worse but i want to i don't think it's going to continue to be this bad well, I, but I want to ask this question, and because we heard about it all camp that they were working on special teams, especially punt return, punt fielding. What the hell? Like, come on! Like that ball hit him square in the face mask. Who catches the ball with their hands up in the rain? I just I, that—that's what drove me crazy, and then. Quite honestly, though, if 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 it's, if it's in any question, just get away from it. I don't care. I'd rather have them gain field position than have us have you muff the punt. Yeah, and 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 all due respect, it was on the sideline as well. Correct. Yes. Mm-hmm. And and let it with, go out of bounds. And you know, with with all due respect to Kansas, I mean, great you know game plan. They they fought hard. They you know, deserve to win that game. I, I, I took a little bit of exception to the waving off of the crowd as, as you score and they're leaving the stadium. Like you're still Kansas. Calm it down. Well, part of me wants, wants the basketball team to go into fog Allen, win it and then wave off that crowd. Oh, they will. If we do <laughs> I'm praying to God, they do. You bet. You bet every dollar I have. That hugs might might blow kisses to the crowd even at that point. <laughs> no, nah, that won't happen. No, but no. I mean, hey, all the bonus money you would get for beating Kansas at Kansas would go toward the fun. Oh yeah, you're dead right. Oh man, I mean, hey, and that's crazy too. It's like you can't have everything right. Like hugs gets into the Hall of Fame mm. on the same night that this happens. Like it's just like sometimes it just doesn't work. Like Mar- Marshall stuns Notre Dame. Only so many good things can happen in one day in West Virginia. Exactly. You can't all, yeah, and and then it's like you, you can't, you just can't have everything. So, uh, fellas, I'll just say this real quick before we get out of here, because I mean we're not like we're breaking down Townsend. Um, I think our defense can play better. I have a feeling it will. I think our offense is pretty good, so we just need to stay the course, win these next two, see what happens. I know I keep saying that. It's probably. It feels like a broken record, but think about some of these teams like back in the day when Quincy and those boys 
still became a co-Big East champs with, what, a one-and-four start. Sometimes you find yourself and you find something. And this offense already looks good. Defense has got some grit. Maybe you don't turn it over as much. Maybe you find a way to get off the field a few more times. You get some guys back. I still I still believe in this team being a, a decent team in the end of the season. Maybe not to the level of expectations that I had for them preseason. Nine wins seems pretty tough to get now. Hey, your prediction of 10 and 2 is still feasible. <laughs> yeah. Still statistically possible. I mean, we never saw this defense playing this bad against Kansas. Nobody saw that. Well, I don't think we ever saw it because that's been the one consistent in in the Neil Brown tenure is the right. defense has been good Just, enough to win you a game. It's almost the why I think never it has been. And now yeah, it's well, it's almost like, but I think maybe this is just crazy thinking this, but we should expect it to get better on that side because it always has. Granted, you've had good players. Yeah, well, some, I, like some I said, good I, players I, right now. Like I said, I, I think that was kind of the disconcerting, the disheartening, the the fearful part is is in Neil's tenure, it's always been we we got on these and talked, well, we needed to make one more play offensively. And this time it's we couldn't make the play defensively. Like it's the first time in four years that we're having it the conversation this way. And I think that was the part that I think shook a lot of people. It shook me. When it's like you just throw your hands up and you're like, like what you just said, in Neil's tenure, it's been the defense that's been good enough to get you where you need to be, but the offense has just never been able to come through for you. And now you finally, finally have an offense that is more than capable. I mean, Daniels is a dude. I mean, he is an absolute dude. We scored on what? possession, but three? Freak. You, I mean, you're out there scoring the ball, like you're about to say, every time you touch it almost. But the defense is giving you nothing to help. And it's just – it's discouraging. It's so discouraging. It's almost like we were talking 2013, one of the best offensive teams WVU's ever had, one of the most explosive anyway, and the defense is just atrocious. And it's just – you look at the transfers that we lost. Would they have helped on this team? Probably. But you would like to think that the guys that they decided were good enough to bring in to replace them can help you too. Maybe it's a matter of them needing to become acclimated. It's still early in the season. Growing up, I some. don't know. Growing up, some I don't know what the answer is, but they got to do something. I'll be. I think that we're going to know what kind of defense we have. Like I said, Blacksburg and Austin. You'll know for sure. This Kansas game could have been a terrible one-off situation for this defense not being prepared for that not respecting the opponent it and happens a mix it between happens. those two things and kansas perhaps being you know a decent team i mean they could end up six and six for all we know i think they could be better than that that's a scary proposition it, that that is and i think it goes to it and i i think it was either neil or one of the guys on his staff had said going into this game that they felt like Kansas was probably going to be the most improved team in college football this year, and it, it's kind of hard to disagree with that right now. Like, the way Leopold ran stuff at Buffalo, he didn't really quite have it last year in his first year, the way he wanted it. 
But now it looks a little more like that Buffalo offense that they used to run on those matching nights with a more it, explosive quarterback now, too. It, it, correct. Think about some of the running backs that he got at, at Buffalo. Patterson, Marks. Those dudes were big-time players. Um, yeah, and I think that's also what's hurting within the fan base, too, is yes. you, you look at a, a guy like Leopold, who I called Lightfoot Lighthouse. In our, in our, You're confused in, with Mitch. You yeah, know. In, in, our, in our, you know, pre, pre-show pre meeting. Um, but you look at what he's done in two years. Like, you talk about Neil having to build the fountain, you know, you know, build the culture and all that. You're talking about a guy that had to go into Kansas and had nothing and had to build it. And now he's got two big marquee wins on his resume within the conference. And then you got to Kansas State with Kleinman, who has has found success like almost immediately. And I think that's hurting Neil within the fan base and then making it nationally is you're looking at these two going, okay, well, where the hell are our returns? Right. And I and I think that's what's hurting. And I don't know it, it it's not a fair comparison, but I don't think that's that's helping in any of the narrative. And crazy enough, Neil is one of the most tenured coaches at his current school in the conference. That is crazy. So, like, what's what's when does when is it our time? When is it going to finally click for him and his guys? I I don't know. Gundy. That is, that's one of the things that gets me the most. I think Gundy is the dean of coaches in the Big Twelve. Followed by Campbell and, and then Neil. Neil. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's time. It has to be. This, I mean, I mean, like again, it was a it was a nightmare night, but this season could still turn out all right. It could. It has to for Neil. It really yeah. does. I, I think so. And, it, and it's also going to start with the, the fan base. And I know that they're all riled up and all that, which y- you can talk about the negative. Here's the positive I'm taking out of it is, is there's not apathy and people don't care. Like the, the, the fan base still cares, which is where you want to be. Here's the question I kind of want to ask for Townsend over under 42,000 in the stands. Under. Wow. Um, I'd love to know a forecast. Sunny and 85. Ooh, that's a little hot. One o'clock <laughs> game. So not a nooner. It is a one. A one o'clock, so you get an extra hour to have, have some fun. But it's still early, too. 42? I'll go over. I'll say like 45-ish will be there. I feel like this is a good family weekend. You know, although I don't know. I um, feel like 10,000 more than that showing up for the home opener at six o'clock against the team that you were almost assuredly going to beat going in. I don't think but it's at least there were 10,000 fewer than showed up for Kansas shows up for thousands. 45, right? So you think, you think it might be lower than that? Well, he said 42. It was 52 for the Kansas game. And you I'm said under, like, you said under 42. Yeah. Really? Totally. Yeah. Zach, you might be right. Because I won't be there as well. I'll be Well, that's one. That's one. (laughs) 41. That's 41. That's 41999 now. But I can but we're one in the hole. Hey. (laughs) It's true. But like I do I do take from that perspective. You would say I'm a guy who would typically probably make that trip. Right. And you said, eh, not worth it. 
I typically I don't go to the FCS. I typically don't go to the F- FCS games anyway. I almost made Sorry. the same decision, even with play, season tickets. At least play somebody in the MAC. Well, we get Ohio coming up, so don't worry about that. It's going to be interesting. I want to see what these young guys can do against Towson. Not that it matters a ton, but at least they'll get some burn and see what I mean, they can put out there on the field. It all comes down to Thursday night in Blacksburg for yes, him. That's the one. It really does. Because like he could find a way to screw around and get to three and three again with an upset on one of these two teams if he can get to two and two. Well, that, and that, I think that's that's the, the the focus now is get to two to two. You're 500, and now it's just okay. Reset the season, restart it, and go from there. Because then you get Tech and TCU and Iowa State, and those still feel like winnable games to me. This is this is going to be a test of what these guys are really made of. Like we kind of felt that way coming off the pit loss, like you know. Losing in that fashion, it's going to piss them off. It's going to make them want to just thrash Kansas. That obviously didn't happen, at least on the defensive side of the ball. This is going to show if these guys have any grit about them at all. Like, what what are they made of? What do they want to go out there and show people and show themselves? And if they can't step up, then, I mean, there's your answer. Yeah. I, I would say if they give up. I would say personally, if they give up more than twenty to Towson, I'll be severely disappointed. Hey, that's a game where you want to stomp them into the ground, dude. This, I will, this I, almost feels like uh, you know, like uh, a prize fighter. You get knocked down late in the round. Can you answer the bell? Hey, I will say, old uh, Tyrell Pig Pigram, the old guy who used to be the quarterback at Maryland when they beat Texas back in the oh, day. Yeah, he is the quarterback for Townsend, fellas. Fantastic. So. Let's make so sure you're we saying we're on upset alert. I'm not saying we're on upset <laughs> alert, but I am saying that uh, any, any team that gets beat by Kansas should never be on upset alert. Let's just say this real quick. Ever. Townsend has beat Bucknell 14-13 to and Morgan State 29-21. So, let's, um, let's make sure that this isn't close, right? Zach, I kind of almost agree with what you said earlier. About this cannot be close. No, it's got to yeah. be an ass whooping. And then, and then we'll talk about the uh, the Black Diamond game next week. It comes fast. I'm glad it's coming fast. It needs to. Yeah, yeah. we're a week away. Yeah, because then, boom, you can get right where you need to be, right back on the horse. Hey, have we talked ourselves off the ledge? Or Zach, are you still kind of there? Well, my toes aren't hanging off the ledge anymore. I'm just still standing there. I think yeah, it's fair. To, I, I think it is fair to look out into the distance right now, though. It's just you're just wondering whether you should jump. I'm right there with you, Zach. Standing right beside you. I'm I'm, I'm not as far off on that ledge as you guys are right now. Singing country roads, solemn with tears falling. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how it's going to be against Townsend. Oh, that's just us standing on the ledge right now. Yeah, yeah. It's... Hopefully, we hear that music some the rest of this fall. Sad you didn't get to hear it Saturday, Zach. Oh, it'll be more than once. I'm 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 glad that um I'm sad you didn't get to hear it on on Saturday night, buddy. It would have made the rain a little less upsetting. It probably would have been one of the best ones you've ever experienced. 
Definitely one that I sweated the most. <laughs> really? I would say so. Plus, with the, oh, you're talking about the game itself? Yeah. Okay. I was like, dude, I know it was hot, but then it was raining. How's that work? Oh, no. Yeah. Figurative sweat. Yeah. Well, let's come out in here. Let's go drink some beers. Um, Lots of them. You kind of need them right now, right? Till next time, y'all. Take it easy. I guess JT still for Hasman? Question mark? Maybe. BFW for Hasman? <laughs> Exclamation point. <laughs> hey, he's on pace for well over a hundred catches. Hey, maybe Belitnikov. BFW Belitnikov. Belitnikov Ford Wheaton. Take it easy, y'all. We're just gonna ramble because that's what WV football is right now. <laughs> Almost heaven.